Hello and welcome to Two Girls in a Pod. I'm Sharon. I'm Christy. I hope you guys are all doing well. I should say we hope you are because I think Christy has the same hope. <laughs> we want to make sure everybody's doing great, you know, and oh, very grateful for our little sunny day today. Yesterday, we were a whopping 20 degrees or something. That was just not working for us. <laughs> yes, I'm really happy to hear our highs like 43 or something today. Hey, for us, that means hiking weather. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully it stays that much, you know, that warm for the weekend so we can at least get a hike in. I hear it's tea. Oh, wonderful. But, you know, Colorado weather, I guess, I, you know, everybody says that, you know, it's Illinois weather, it's Colorado I think weather is just weather everywhere. It decides to do what it wants to do. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I see I digress today. <laughs> <laughs> weather is not the topic of today's <laughs> podcast. But, you know, one of the things that we have talked about in the past, you know, with each other, and, you know, it's a constant conversation with us, is aging. And I have this with my clients. A lot of times we run into a hiccup in therapy when they hit certain ages, 30, 40, 50, 60, whatever that is, whatever age they in their mind have perceived as, I'm old, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I have people, of course, especially when it comes close to their birthdays, which I just had one last month, so, but I think that uh, people give a lot of focus to that. And that kind of does play into the weather part. How many times do you hear people say, it's going to do something, my something's flaring up? <laughs> and that's a part of aging, I think. <laughs> Always takes me to the uh, episode of the Golden Girls where, Sophia, there's a hurricane coming. They're not reporting a hurricane. There's a hurricane coming because her friend, her remember. her friend's name, but her knees were doing this or her arthritis <laughs> was acting up. <laughs> So I think you do hear that. Then I hear it from my clients. Oh, yeah, it's getting cold. I can feel in my joint, you know, my knee that was injured or my shoulder. And I think that there is some truth to that. You know what I mean? I do think that there is some truth to, you know, whenever we have an injury, you know, the weather does affect it. But I think that could be at any age. I don't think you have to be old to make that happen. Exactly. I think that past injuries and things like that can, I'm sure cold weather does impact it a little bit, but... I don't think it has anything really always to do with aging, but we do. We have some preconceived ideas about what aging is and what that looks like. And people really get caught up in that, I think, and really identify with some of those ideas. And you can really get yourself into a funk over it. <laughs> you can. And I think the thing that's really interesting is uh, we were talking, I always wonder where does this idea of what's appropriate age is? And I always find, who's this imaginary people out there or whatever system, whatever you want to call it, that is dictating our lives and that we buy into it? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I mean, we know we buy into it because there's 900 products out there. Oh, for sure. I mean, definitely marketing is geared towards those kinds of things. I mean, yes, it's wonderful, you know, the things that you can do to continue to feel youthful and things like that. I, I think there are a lot of things that you can do whether it be diet, whether it be exercise, whether it be making yourself feel good through your appearance. And and there's a lot of pressure on those kinds of things. You've talked about that with the appropriateness of how one dresses at a certain age. 
Well, you know, you just said it there, you know, you use products or whatever to feel youthful, but they're not called feel youthful products. They're called anti-aging. Or age-defying. You know, even listen to the verbiage of that. It's age-defying. If you get that wrinkle, put this on, and by golly, you're going to be wrinkle-free, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. It's like a magic potion. There's all those products out there that are for retinol and all these things to make your wrinkles appear oh, yeah. less. Because then you have to have collagen. Yeah. Collagen's a big thing now, y'all. Yeah. Everybody think put a collagen somewhere. <laughs> Got to plump things up. <laughs> and, you know, you talked about dress, and that's another thing that I think is really interesting because, and it's more so, I think, with women than men. So if you go into the men's section of, I guess, old people clothes, I don't need, I don't even think they have old people clothes. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't shopped in men's recently. <laughs> but... With women, you know, you start seeing it. You know, you start seeing it with people who, even we do with weight, we do with age. You know, you see this whole shift. You know, if you're heavier, they're going to put the big old flower that goes right in the middle of you. Because that's flattering. Or tons of flowers all over it. I used to get all frustrated with that. Because I would look at the different departments and go, what is that about? I mean, why do you think that... That people would want to dress like that. I don't know. Really, like, I don't think that really improves anybody's self-esteem. But I think it's the same thing with you when you get older. Women all of a sudden have to go to uh, those old women pass. <laughs> what are they made of? Of, of uh, polyester or things like that. Oh, they're like, it didn't feel comfortable when I was younger. Why is polyester going to feel comfortable when I'm older? I don't understand. I thought you were going to say corduroy. And I was going to say, that's making a comeback with the youth. And I think that was also used back then, too. So <laughs> polyester, you're right. That's the old people band thing. <laughs> you know, they're like, I'm sorry. But then, so now not only are we going to make you believe that when you hit a certain age, and once again, these are these fictional people or entities out here that we don't even know that we are letting dictate. So think about that. Who made these rules? Who decided when something, when you get... As a woman, when you hit 50, you got to start dressing this way or 60 or 70, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And then women buy into it and they go start shopping in the old people clothes. Oh, yeah. I'm using that. Uh, no offense to people who like to dress <laughs> Yay, you rock that polyester. <laughs> dress how you're comfortable. But I think that's what it really should come down to is what do you like? Not It's not about what the the market trends are but that you know they're trying to make a buck and they're definitely going to play on those ideas that people have accepted about themselves but how many times have you even heard if you see a woman who's older and she's dressed more youthful all the time i always think back to um in high school my world history teacher she was i don't know like back then i guess she was probably in her late 60s i guess Maybe mid-60s or And she was still teaching. That yeah, lady deserves a medal. But she would always wear these dresses or, or skirts that, you know, I mean, they like came to the knee. They would kind of flare out. She'd wear heels and just, she always looked actually really nice, well put together, just really. And I always got the feeling that a lot of the other teachers looked at her as though she was kind of flirty or I don't know what they thought but she didn't I don't know I thought that she just carried herself with a a sophistication and I think that she really liked the way that she dressed and I mean I don't know what was wrong with that but I got the feeling that a lot of people thought that she just did not dress her age but how many times as you're sitting there thinking 
that you've heard statements like that. And I think, Ethan, I will say this, I have not really heard that as much about men, you know, but I have heard a lot of statements about women. Well, why is she dressed like that? What does she think she is in her 30s? Mm-hmm. Or who is she trying to? I mean, it's all those things that come into play with that, you know. And I have a client and, and uh, she just turned uh, 50. It was a little hard for her. Okay, it was a lot hard for her. And so that was the So that's but everything else on pause that we're working on. <laughs> because now we have to address weight. Yeah, I'm saying age. But how many times in therapy even we have to pause what's some type of therapy. We're on a roll with therapy, but a birthday is coming. And then it's like, oh my gosh, now we have to stop, address this because it's messing with their head. So somehow they, it's like they think when they reach this age that something automatically changes and helping them to understand nothing's changing. The only thing that's changing is your thought process about who you think you're supposed to be because some of these, remember these imaginary people over here are telling you you're supposed to be. And she's there, but I want to still dress the way I dress. Well, girl, dress the way you want to dress. Exactly. Once again, we put on this pressure. Then we wonder why people maybe don't age as gracefully as they possibly could. Because we're so busy worried about what we're wearing. You know, you're getting old, so you're, you know, your hips are filling out. This is sagging. That's sagging. It's like, good Lord, I'm so, I feel like we're this piece of putty or something. And it's, as we hate to just kind of keep some going down and out and <laughs> morphing into a pile <laughs> pretty much <laughs> you said that visual didn't you yes but that's what i mean we let imaginary arbitrary made up crap dictate to us and at some point i think we're all guilty of it at some point until we get older and wiser i guess see you have to get old to get wise, but if you get old, then you've, you're all wrinkled up and autumn shriveled up or whatever. <laughs> Used up. <laughs> oh, but that is that is an idea that people really, you know, start to accept about themselves. And I mean, like I have a family member that just is turning 40 this month and he was all upset about it and said, I'm going to go get me a cake. And he did that said, rest in peace. <laughs> and I was like, it's just so crazy to me that people have these concepts that that are they're so identified with that they feel like that they can't do or that. I think a lot of people, they stop doing things that they love because they have this idea that because of age, they're not supposed to do those things anymore. And I always think to myself, you know, anytime that you can celebrate a new decade, man, you've heard something right. Mm-hmm. You really are. You know, but it's not like we sit there and say, we don't pick, you know, 27, 37, 47. <laughs> we don't do that. We pick, except 21. Mm-hmm. 21's a magical number, you know. And um, 21 was a magical number for me. I just wanted to stay right there. I thought that was great. <laughs> yeah. And then she got older and started realizing there were great experiences as well. Exactly. But I think we do. We kind of, but we buy into these things, you know what I mean? And I think the thing is, is, you know, and like I said, we can laugh about it and stuff. I really do have gratitude for aging. I really do. I feel like really the older we do get, the more knowledge we have, the the more we experience the world. And there's so many blessings in getting older if we allow it and we don't buy into these imaginary people over here that are making up some stupid rules, you know. And I think that change, how do we shift that mindset? Because people do want to age gracefully. 
people want to age healthy. So, you know, you have older people who are getting, you know, silver sneakers, man. Mm-hmm. I need no silver sneakers, Wes. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently that's an organization that helps older people get together, do things, be healthy. Yeah. You know, you know, join a gym. It's part of gym membership uh, for older people, which I think is great because it's giving people in motion, like we talked last week. Yeah. That thing of keeping in motion. And, you know, anything that's going to promote motion, I think, is really important to this aging process that we have, you know, and that healthy lifestyle that we do. Definitely. I think that, you know, as long as we keep that mindset that we can, that we are able, that we will continue to do the things that we love to do, it's going to give us that longevity. And I think that's much more positive way of looking at things instead of being, you know, all gloom and doom that you're having another birthday. (laughs) Well, and I think it's because we, once again, I think, and I don't know, I don't think it's everywhere, but I know in the United States, we promote that, you know, as you get older, you once again, start falling apart and those kind of things. So if that's what your perception is, it's like, God, who wants to get old if you're just going to fall apart, if this is going to creak and that's going to creak and pop and all the other stuff that it does, then that also puts this mental picture in your head. But you know, what's funny to me is when you go look at other cultures, you know, when we look at Japan, Okinawa, and that, we'll take those two, for example. Their long, their age, their longevity, they have, but they also value different things. I think that they do value the elderly differently than, and look at it differently than we do. And I think that we do need to, you know, adopt some of those ideas because I feel like that we shouldn't be viewing older people as, you know, not useful anymore. I mean, that's, it doesn't make sense why we do that. I mean, there's a lot of experience, you know, that these people have and, just encouraging people to to keep going and be everything that they want to be is going to contribute to the community as a whole in a positive way. I agree. And I think it's seeing value in all those age groups. Yeah. Because, you know, one of the things I love when I work with younger people, oh, we just got to get rid of all those old ideas and all those old people. And they're like, y'all don't understand that the reason you have the idea you do is because the old person who came before you. <laughs> and that's what I mean. And I understand if you feel like as you age, you're going to become obsolete, that you have no value, then who would want that? That would be a scary prospect. You know what I mean? Well, and I think that's what people don't realize is that in accepting all of this that society perpetuates in our our mind, these ideas about that, I think that a lot of times those become self-fulfilling prophecies, basically, when you're You know, you accept that about yourself and think, well, I'm too old to try this or do that or whatever. I had just seen an article not even that long ago about a woman that was like 90 something and she had written some music something and was, I mean, it was like this really big deal. She had won some kind of prize for it and all this and didn't happen until she's 90 some years old. And I'm thinking, you know, took her 90 some years to be inspired. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it happened, you know. So I thought that was pretty cool. I'm thinking, you know, there's so many times that people just think I'm too old to do something. And I think that's the thing, too. And so think about all the opportunities missed, because when we have the mindset, once again, of these imaginary people who make up this crap. And if you're one of the imaginary people hearing, it's crap. This is one I will stand firm on. When we sit there, we tell people, when you get to this age, this is what's going to happen to you in this age and this age. Nobody knows that. The only we have more control of that. You know, we even also know that, you know, when we're looking at genetics and our DNA, 
that we have the ability to change some of that through the way we eat, the way we live, our lifestyle. What are we doing to enhance our life in those moments? I always love this because we have a friend, she's older than us. We won't say her age. Mm-hmm. But that woman's always on the go. Yeah. I freaking admire that about her. I was going to say the same thing. I agree. She is really, she embodies that whole thing of just keep going. Like, AJ is just a number. I mean, she does say about how old she's getting, <laughs> but... You can't tell through her behavior. No, her behaviors is such that she still goes out with friends and has a good time, like, every weekend, pretty much. Oh, my goodness. She could put a 21-year-old to shame. Yeah. You know, she was in Arizona. Now she's getting ready to go to Cabo. And I love that about, I love that energy about her. She is not going to go and sit on the sidelines and let life happen. And that's what happens when people start to get older in our society when we listen to those imaginary people or whatever, that you start to sit on the sideline, but you're sitting not on the sideline just to everything around you. You're sidelining yourself for your own life, for your own experiences. That's insanity to me. I just don't get it. It's not fulfilling. No. I'm always encouraging, you know, my clients, you know, our friendships and all that. Be active, go out, do stuff. One of the reasons we love hanging out with Kathy G a lot is because, you know, vacations with her is... We're going to do some type of hiking or something in nature. I love that about her. You know, she skis and she takes up biking. You know how she did mountain biking? That one was crazy. Because <laughs> they're like, what? And then she just did scuba diving. She didn't even take up mountain biking until when? I mean, two or three years. What, the, the actual more extreme. You know, I mean, she's done uh, biking and that. But, you know, I mean, she's just, and she got together with a group of women. She joined a women's group that does it. And, now she creates this new network for her. Then she did the scuba diving, all of those different things. And I love that. And I love that philosophy that she has too of, you know, she takes those chances. She wants to experience things. Once again, scuba diving is not for us. We were still undecided about snorkeling even, but we're willing to give it one more try, maybe, possibly. But there are other things, you know, we love concerts. You know, we love travel. You know, we do love the outdoors, hiking, stuff like that. I don't want somebody to sit there and say, oh, when you reach this age, all that stops. Exactly. I don't plan on stopping any of that. You know what I mean? To keep going as long as we can. I, re- I was reading this article. It was really funny because they asked this. He was Japanese or Okinawan. I don't know which one. But he was like 90 years old and he was still a physician and doing his practice. And they were talking to him about that. And one of the things he said, he goes, I always take the stairs. <laughs> Even at 90 whatever years old, he's still taking the, how many flights of stairs up to his office? Staying active, he kept in motion. When we keep our body in motion, our mind in motion and all that, we create longevity. And of course, the younger you can start, the better off you are when you can, you know, have that physical activity and, and that. How many times they are trying to, keeping that longevity through motion And also, you know, just the things that you eat and that a lot of times people out of convenience will eat things that are are easy to just throw in the microwave or things like that. But they are finding that the more processed foods that we're eating, that's really having an impact on our health. And so even starting there, like if you can cut out some of the processed foods, I think that that would be something that will help you in the long run. 
And I think it's all of those changing of ideas. And, you know, they're not easy to change, I don't think. You know, I mean, we, we've talked about this. How long have we been working on this? But the other thing that we did that I think was really important, not only did we change the way we ate, we really did add motion into our lifestyle. And you know, when we look at research, people say you got to work out more, you got to eat, right? You got to do all this stuff. But it was really interesting because Kathy G did post a, an article and it was about longevity, you know, and it's about how, um, what we do to have those longer lifespans. And, you know, they talk about people get out, they start working out more, they start doing all of that kind of stuff, all of the stuff that they do. But the one thing this article talks about is that is really helping with longevity is our relationship, it's strengthening our relationships. It's called social fitness. And I often think about that, you know, because we, you know, now we have uh, an age of electronics where we have this young group coming up and a lot of them only have relationships on a social media. It's not physical. You know what I mean? But that social fitness really is very influential for our brain. That makes sense because even like you were saying about the silver seekers group earlier when you can find a group of people that you guys all enjoy doing something physical you know like like you said about kathy joining the biking group and things like that i mean that makes sense you're building those relationships through those processes as well and that's healthy for the mind and that is what helps keep people youthful well we didn't talked about that because we have really worked on strengthening our relationships and how we even say that it makes you feel different. There's this shift. In, and I don't think you can sit there and pinpoint that shift, but you can feel that shift. Yes, definitely. I know that even like, because um, my mom, she was living alone for a long period of time. And she, you know, wasn't having a lot of people come visit or anything like that. And so she was, I think really, it was starting to work on her mentally. And now she's been in a rehabilitation center and she's been doing really good with that. And I think part of that is the socialization that she has there. I mean, she gets involved in some of the stuff that they do and, and you know, projects that they work on. And she, I think it has really, really helped her. And I think that's what it is. And I thought that's why it was some interesting points of this article. This was an eight year plus study of years of data for this. And the formula for happy health, happiness hinges on positive relationships. If you regularly feel isolated and lonely, it can be as dangerous as smoking half a pack of cigarettes a day. And the thing is, is that when you do that, this is about our happiness. And we now know that people who are happy and, you know, they even look at relationships that are long term. You'll find some of those where the marriages are like 60 years. You know, my parents were married for 67 years, almost 68. There was an underlying friendship with that. You could see that friendship. You know what I mean? And they were together, they talked, they shared stressors together and things like that. And I really do think that that helped contribute to their longevity. You know, know that communication is a key thing, you know, not just for the relationship, but for the mental health. I love this space. This, like unused muscles, neglected relationships, atrophy. And it's really interesting because I have been talking with clients There was like this little thing, I swear, I have to think the things that we have are stuff that we'll talk about for our podcast, which I think is really fascinating. So it's like we're on the right path here. But about those relationships, because sometimes people are trying to nurture relationships that have already atrophied and then realizing that 
sometimes in order to make it better, you go find those relationships that there's this mutual connection and that, you know, you're really striving to improve that because those healthy relationships, I know for me, we have some amazing friendships. We really, really do. And our friends have become like our family, you know, family relationships. And when we talk about relationships, we're talking about all kinds of relationships from familial to friendships, even work relationships. You know, if you're going to your job every day and there's stress and anxiety around the job and stuff, and, you know, with the people there, that's not a healthy relationship. So I cannot tell you how much of the time in my practice I can even have that around work and those work relationships. And then they're feeling tired. They're feeling like their energy's deep, low. They're just feeling out of sorts, as you call. And, you know, it's not a healthy thing. So one of the things is, is you learn to set up parameters or do what you have to do. Because, you know, we still need our jobs, but do we have to be actively participating in those things? The answer is no. So we're talking about this whole aging process and there's so many components to it. Yeah. But it's what we're led to believe, I think, that really plays the most. Because if we were doing the things like have, you know, it's not like we're going to go promote healthy relationships. You know why? Because that doesn't sell a product. No. And at the end of the day, we live in a society where, no offense, but it's about how much product can you sell? Because this study here, this isn't like a short study. This is a longitudinal study that's looking at relationships. We now know that people who are happy, people who have that physical contact, all those things, how it is improving quality of life and longevity. But we're not seeing that. You're not going to get that. You're not going to get, oh, in order to live a few extra years, find a good friend. Yeah. No, it's if you want to look youthful. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Anti-aging. <laughs> get that serum and put it on your eyes or, you know, wherever it is that you need to put it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's even like, I don't know, because when we vacation and stuff, we usually go to tropical places because we like the warmth. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're out there in your suits and stuff and you'll see older people and you can every once in a while see those people looking at them like, why are you wearing that? Yeah, you know, it's true. I remember um, when we went to Cancun a couple of years ago, there were a couple older ladies there and they would get out there in their bikinis every day and they would be reading their books by the pool and mm-hmm. but their suits were so cool i mean there were these really bright colors and everything and i remember we went to them and told them we just love your suits they look amazing and they were like thanks and you know it was we had a good conversation with them but i bet you could see others at the pool yeah but i thought it was really cool that they had the confidence to go do that Exactly. And I think that that's the thing. You know, there's going to be that judgment of those people. But once again, they're getting their ideas from somebody else. Exactly. If everybody looked at it as be who you are at whatever age you are, you know, if you feel beautiful, whatever age, go for it. And how many times do you hear, oh, my God, that woman is aging so beautifully? (laughs) Yeah. And then the other woman walks in, same age, nothing. (laughs) (laughs) What are they doing? You know, and I mean, there are people and everybody ages differently, you know, and then we do have those that age eloquently, you know, and you're just sort of like, oh, my goodness. Well, so much of the time, I think we're so worried about what someone else will think if they know my age, you know, what do they think? So it's sad, but, you know, and I think we really see this in the movie industry because how many times are actresses and more so actresses pushed out of the movie industry because, oh, you're too old. Nobody wants to look at old ladies. 
well, let's go throw George Clooney and all those other men in there, you know, and their whatever. There's salt and pepper hair. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it's all just salt. <laughs> I've seen that too. <laughs> but do you see what I mean? We help perpetuate that. Each individual who sits there and buys into that crap and makes those comments about those people. Oh, yeah, she's too old. She can't be act. But how many times, and I don't remember who I was reading the article on, and that's what they were saying, you know, they really love the industry, but, you know, it's like, oh, we're going to go out of it. But I thought that was funny because I was watching with DC. It's been taken over by uh, James Gunn, who was part of Marvel and did all that. And, you know, he's gotten, or I don't know how we're supposed to correctly say this. He said he doesn't get rid of them. We're just not, we didn't fire him because we didn't hire him. Whatever. <laughs> but one of their things is, is they want to start with younger actors to do this. And I get that. But it's like sitting there and saying, you were good while you did it, but now you're too old. You know, and I get that. And I think there are times when we have to say, you know, I can't do this anymore. And I loved when Dave Batista said that about his character, Drax. He goes, I'm 51 years old. I don't want to keep putting on that stuff. You know, and he was willing to say, let's leave it to somebody else. I did my time. I was good with it. But it did, he didn't sit there and say, I'm done with acting. I'm done with that character. But to even acknowledge at 51, I don't want to put my body through this. You know, we do get to that place, you know, but sometimes it's when we're young, we, people make decisions of, you know, I don't want to put my body through this, you know, and I think that that's what it is. You know, when we look at the sports industry, when you hit 35, you're out of there. Yeah. 40, you're really over the top. Right. And it could be regardless if you have the ability to do it or not, because people are looking at that number. Yeah. And once again, these are all just made up, this is all just made up crap anyway. Once again, this is my personal, I, mean, I think it's made up stuff, but it's made up and then we buy into it. You know, once again, we have this thing and I don't want to sit there, you know, when it says, oh, when you turn 40, this, we put that into our head when somebody sits there and says, oh yeah, well at 50, this is what happens or at 60, this is what happens. Then pretty soon that person doesn't even have that starts having that because our brain is very powerful when it hears messages, it will create it. It doesn't have problem doing that. Yeah. But it's not healthy for us either, I don't think. It's not. I mean, I, I really feel like that in doing that, we really limit ourselves. But so many people, so much of the time do. We just buy into, and it is, it's a marketing ploy. It, it is. And like I said, we're not sitting there having commercials on, you know, in order to have longevity, build up those relationships. Because when you have those relationships that are healthy and stuff, it decreases stress, which we know stress affects the body. You know what I mean? So if we were really working on what's going to help us have longevity, it's creating ways to decrease stress in our life in order to have that longevity. But we're not going to promote that because that is not what's going to make money. Exactly. It doesn't sell products. But we're here to promote that because it is important. It is important to the longevity that we have. It is important for us to continue to look at ourselves as individuals and what is it that I can do outside of what somebody else's idea of what I am at each age. First of all, not buying into it because like I said, I mean, the, we know that there are different things that we can do. Like I, you know, we've already mentioned, you know, about being more active and things like that. And those are definitely, even if it's just walking, you know what I mean? I mean, it doesn't even have to be a major thing, but that in itself 
will help to build up not only the body physically, but the confidence that goes with it, I think. Exactly. But all I think the, that's a really good point, because I think, too, when people look in the mirror and they see if they're sitting there in their, with their mind of, oh, my God, I'm 50 or 60 or whatever it is, there's this old person looking back at me. That's a mental thing that we create. It really is. And that's not to say, you know, go do the age-defying things, but don't do them because the idea is, is you're not enough or okay with who you are. If you wear makeup, it's not because we're not, I'm not going to sit here and say, don't wear makeup. Who doesn't like to wear makeup every once in a while? Get all gussied up and look good. (laughs) Come on now. Exactly. There's the, you know, you can do those things to make yourself feel good, but you know, it's not about thinking that you are inept or no longer valuable. But if I'm wearing makeup to feel value, that's different. If I'm wearing makeup to just enhance what I already have, those two are two very different concepts. But I think, yeah, go to the age-defying creams or serums or, I don't know, collagen, Botox. I don't know. There's all sorts of stuff that goes. Retinol and all those things. You know, dye your hair, whatever it is. Do all those things. If it's about enhancing what you already know is truly wonderful and amazing, that when you look in that mirror with or without it, you say, man, I am rocking this life. I am rocking me then it's okay because then it's just adding to. But if I'm doing it to cover up or to hide or to make myself more valuable to somebody else or whatever, then that, I think, it has this adverse effect. Who cares if you look young, but you don't feel it? Who cares if you look young, but you die young because that mental space that we stay in? Because you didn't do the self-care and things that you needed to, especially on the mindset itself, because that is the biggest part of it with anything. And I agree. I think that we've really created something in our culture. And I think it's been really detrimental to people. And I'm speaking, and this part as a therapist, I see it in my practice and I have for years. Remember, I haven't done this for a year or two. This is over 20 years of doing this. And how I will always come across those people who are struggling with that aging process. And it's the perception of others. Because when I talk, well, where did you get that idea from? Well, you know, they say, who's they? Always do that. Well, they say when you get, well, who's, I want to know who they are. Come to the front of the line. Let us see who you are. Because you people don't exist. This is, I don't know if this is, but whoever creates this is what they're selling. You know what I mean? So we have to keep that in mind. We got to stop being a byproduct. Right. Because that's what it feels like sometimes. Yeah. We have to take that power back and, you know, be an active participant in our lives and realize that we still have power even as we age. I told Christy, I said, let me tell you this right now. Do not let me become an old lady, get older, and you start dressing me like that old lady with, you know, her pants up to her chest wall and all that other crap with those <laughs> ugly shoes. They're not ugly shoes, people. I'm just giving out contact. <laughs> Whatever shoes y'all wear, if you wear them and you wear them well, go for it. I'm just sick. I'm sorry. I'm a bit of a tennis shoe person, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm not a heel person, none of that. But I, I love my tennis shoes to match my... I, I love to match. <laughs> my sister thinks I'm weird, but I don't care what she thinks. <laughs> it makes sense. Our neighbor's like that, too. Yes, our neighbor, I love that. She's older. She is in Vietnam and that. But man, her shoes, she rocks those, and I love it. Mm-hmm. She 
He's a big uh, fan of tennis shoes. Oh, yeah. Bright colors. Oh, yeah. I go over where they're comparing tennis shoes. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that. Wear those shoes that are bright. Do that stuff regardless of your age. And, you know, and like I said, I tease you about that. Well, no, that's not teasing. <laughs> Let's get this clear right now. <laughs> Just like I won't let, I won't. And the same thing for you, you know, as we age. And when we say age gracefully, it doesn't mean beautifully for others. To age gracefully means do with grace in you. You know what I mean? And accepting yourself where you are and knowing that, you know, you're not used up. <laughs> I remember one day we're over at your family's house and we're eating with the people. We were, and uh, your brother was younger that day. And we had been out playing stuff. I don't know what we were doing. And uh, <laughs> he said about me being older than you, but that that because I play and you don't in the same way. Now now it's coming back to you. What did he say? Because age doesn't matter on that. You know, some people can remember how to be a kid and some people can't. And that it's sad in a way. But I I think that I've come a long way and I'm learning. Yes. And she, we were talking about that. I says, but honey, I'm the play therapist. I'm always, I play on, I can become a six-year-old as fast as anybody. Because <laughs> I did it all the time. And some of the conditions, how do you do that? How do you go from a four-year-old or a five-year-old, six-year-old, you know, and then you're into a teen and then you're into somebody in their 40s or whatever. And that would be my day. I would just switch back and forth all the time. No wonder I was tired. <laughs> but I'm there like, how hard is it to play? I don't understand that. But yeah, he goes to, he, and we're all at the table and he says something, because I'm older than Christy. And he goes about me being older, but that I play better <laughs> Like I act like Christy acted older than me because <laughs> you could get in touch with your inner child. <laughs> I don't think I ever lost my energy. <laughs> exactly. And that's the thing is, you know, if people could hang on to that, I think that they would age so much more gracefully. I remember seeing a meme too, not that long ago that said about aging is a gift that not everybody gets to enjoy. Exactly. If you're blessed enough to continue on this journey, you know, decade to decade, have gratitude for it. Mm-hmm. Have a sense of wonderment for it because it is, it's it's this wonderful journey that we get to be on, you know, and each year, each time, all of those experiences that we get to have, whether they're some little trivial thing that doesn't matter to somebody else, but it's immensely important to you, that's so valuable. And there's, you know, realizing even as you age, there are so many of those moments to still come. Absolutely. And I think that's the thing. And that's why it's important to have little goals, you know, of, you know, or those bucket list things. I get it. Have your bucket list. And I'm so grateful on this journey that we've been on together. We've got to do some stuff on our bucket list. We still have, I mean, our bucket list is ne- is endless, you know, because we'll find something new and we're that, oh, we got to go do that. Oh, we got to do that. I hope everyone's bucket list is endless just because yes. it always gives you something to you know, strive for. Exactly. And I think that also having those bucket list things really helps us to be, feel young and stuff like that. You know, one of the things is I was thinking, I was talking to one of my clients and they watched, they also watched the Golden Girls. What I loved about the Golden Girls is they were these women who were older, but were living life. Oh yeah. They were living life. They were loving. They were having relationships but the relationship that they developed with each other in that series, it was that relationship 
that contributed to that longevity for them, that caring, that nurturing. I just think it's this amazing thing, and it showed aging in a graceful way. I think so, too. And it showed beauty in a graceful way. Do you know what I mean? And so I think that, and for anybody out there who has never watched The Golden Girls, I can't even imagine. And it's interesting because that show has such a huge following in it those range of ages. And I mean, that show ended back in the 90s, but there are so many people that enjoy it. And I can see why. I mean, it just touches on so many issues and social stuff that was before its time. Yeah. And they did it with dignity and grace and humor. Right. But I think the biggest uh, humor is another thing that I think that we really miss in that. Mm-hmm. To laugh and to have humor as we age is something that fills us up in a different way. And that's what I love about our relationship because sometimes we can laugh at the stupidest things. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we're laughing so hard and she'll tell me, that making me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> And it, it, it's such a fun time. And I, I love those moments with you. I love that we have quite a few of those moments. And I think it's important because I think that's that contributing factor to that longevity that we have. I think humor is a huge deal, a huge component to maintaining that youthfulness. Yes, because humor, laughing, decreases stress. Yes. And, you know, at the end of the day, what we're talking about is, you know, really... Once again, if we're going to promote anything, it's promoting those things that decrease our stress levels, those strong, healthy, loving, nurturing relationships, the ability to laugh. And, you know, any of you out there who have laughed so hard you've almost peed, then you have truly lived. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yes. And I think that's the thing that's important. It's really important to keep doing those things that bring you joy. That's how you maintain that youthfulness, I think. And once again... Nobody's selling that product because it's not a market. And I get it. You know, it's about making money and stuff like that. Who doesn't like money for the simple fact that money provides us with those bucket list items? You know, that's why we like money. But it's a tool. Mm -hmm. And that's what you have to look at it as. And so, you know, I think those are the things that are important. And I think it's important to do things that fill you up that bring you joy, that bring you that sense of peace and safety, security, whatever that is. Those are the things that truly lead to that longevity. So it's not about anti-aging. It's about aging. With grace, dignity, respect for yourself, Mm -hmm. and remembering those imaginary people that we don't know because they haven't come forward. (laughs) Yes, we do. They're the corporations that are marketing. (laughs) (laughs) And you're probably right. It's for all of you out there. It's not saying don't use those products. Right. Don't enhance whatever. But just don't let it be that you're doing it because you're afraid of aging or because you think there's something bad about aging or all this negative stuff about aging. Do it because you want to enhance the beauty that you already have. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what it's about. Wear the clothes you want to wear. If you're 50, 60, 70, 80, I don't care what age you are. Wear it proudly. Be you. Because that's all you can be, but we're so busy being what everybody tells us to be. If you open that book and it says, oh, when you hit 50, 60, this was that, close it. (laughs) Close it, close it. No, No, because we're all individuals. Those are generalized statements. Very. 
And that's what you have to realize. And I feel like, you know, as much as you can perpetuate that intrinsic joy, that's the real age-defying right there. Yes. The age-defying is those relationships, having that motion, getting up and walking, laughing, all of those things. That's what's age-defying. And it's not buying into somebody else's idea of what age is. And when people sit there and say, you know, well, at your age, I'm always there like, well, tell me what that's supposed to, I'm acting, I can only be who I am. And I always love it if a little kid asks me what my age is and parents will say, oh, you can't ask that. And I'll always tell them. And oftentimes I'll get, well, you act like a kid. (laughs) (laughs) Just like them, they're like, why, thank you. (laughs) You know, I don't do kids now, but I, you know, I am at the place where I do not want to be a jungle gym. No. (laughs) (laughs) I still build things with Legos and clay and all that other stuff. And I will still do stuff like that just because I do it because I enjoy it. We still color in coloring books every once in a while. We do all those things. And the thing is, because it's not for somebody who's six or eight or 10 or whatever. And all of you, you know, even kids will have that. They have this pressure if they like a certain toy or something. Oh, you're 12 now. You're almost a teenager. You can't do that anymore. So they put them away, even if it brought them joy. Your parents don't do it. Let them play with whatever they want to play with and be who they are. They're already going to get pressure from outside of the home. The the peers are going to, oh, well, that's childish. Don't do that. The thing is, is that once again, these are just made up things, made up ideals of what we're supposed to be at whatever age. So hopefully today you take away from this. If you are one of those who is working on age defined, it's not about age defined. It's about embracing age. Mm-hmm. Laugh a little. Laugh a lot. Walk a little. Do those things. Have that bucket list. Keep adding to it. And valuing the place that you are. Yes. And build those relationships. All of those things to decrease stress in order to help one feel better about who they are. That's what's all about defining age. And I, like I said, I don't think it's an age defined, but that's about what enhances us to live a fulfilled life, regardless of the age that we get to. And hopefully it's an old one. We always have a gratitude statement for that. Yes. You know, gratitude statements are very important. We do it on a daily, slowing down the mind, being in the moment. All of those things are part of our longevity. It's about, it's not about anti-aging. It's about longevity. Mm-hmm. So remembering that. So we hope you had fun today. We hope you walk away with the little stuff. And we always use a gratitude statement for we're grateful for our long, happy, healthy lives. And I think that that has really contributed to a positive mind about that. Yes. So don't listen to other people. Be who you are. If you wear what you want to wear, all of those things. And so we hope when you, you know, listen to this podcast, you'll laugh a little, you know, get up and walk to the kitchen. Who cares? Whatever. (laughs) You know, just have fun. Have fun. And remember those make-believe people in the, that we don't get to see those imaginary people when you're sitting there doubting yourself or something. You ask yourself, is this really me or those imaginary people? The answer nine times out of 10 is the imaginary people. Okay, so keep that in mind. We really hope you enjoyed the episode today. Next week, we actually will have a guest on. Uh, we're going to have local business owner, a local female business owner, 
uh, which we're really excited about because uh, once again, you know, we're all about promoting women and minorities and and just people in general with small business and stuff like that. So we're really excited about that. We're really looking forward to it. And we're looking forward to next week with you guys as well. So thank you so much. Have a great week. Be kind to others. But most importantly, be kind to yourself and laugh a little and enjoy your longevity. Bye. Bye. Bye.